0: Welcome to the Future of Medicine podcast, where we believe that feeling great and living a long time is possible and that your healthcare should help you get there. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Wenzel. My hope is simple, that this show will help you along your journey to becoming the healthiest, strongest, and most powerful version of you possible. Now, let's jump into the show. I could not be more Excited to be back on the show with you all uh, and to be creating content. Um, You know, this podcast uh, started in 2017 and uh, really got off to a great start. Got some incredible feedback. And like so many of my listeners, you know, life happens. And um, faced an incredible uh, health situation with my family in uh, February of last year, 2018, and, um, really had, uh, to divert my attention, my resources, uh, and certainly my creativity and spare time to handling that. But I am happy to report that we are on the other side of that now. Um, and, um, I, as if I didn't have enough to be grateful for, I am even more grateful for, um, The opportunity to live this amazing life and to do what I do for a living and to serve um, my clients. Um, It is just an unbelievably fulfilling process. And for those of you who are new to the show, uh, welcome. Uh, I hope this is tremendously valuable for you. For those of you who have been longtime listeners, but uh, it's been a long time quiet, I'm glad to be back. You'll likely notice that the name of the podcast has changed. Uh, And that is really just over this past year, I've had the opportunity to get more clarity, more certainty um, around what I want this podcast to be, because I now have a better understanding of what it is you all are wanting. And the Future of Medicine podcast is really um, rooted in my North Star being, I am obsessed with my clients living a long time and feeling great. And so... This content really is going to be catered uh, towards those goals, and um, hopefully you will be able to take the things that we talk about and uh, apply them to get some incredible impact in your life. Today's episode is called Testosterone Optimization and Why 90 is the New 60. Um, You know, this statement is uh, super catchy, no doubt, but I... I fundamentally believe that we are living in a day and age um, in the summer of 2019 where uh, adding three decades of vibrant living to your life, to your story, is um, possible. We have the convergence of incredible technologies with scientific breakthrough and uh, new strategies, protocols that are... Um pushing disease aside uh delaying it, reversing it, and certainly managing uh it at levels that have just never been uh, experienced in documented human history and um I really believe that the this shift in longevity um is something that we will in our lifetime certainly see. Uh, continuing to move along the right, uh, from left to right on a graph on a scale of longevity, um, we're just we're just there, you know. To be to be sixty years old in 2019 um, is not what it was just a, a few years ago. You know, I can remember specifically uh, as I turned 45 this year. Um, you know, my dad's 45th birthday, and he he was old. He acted old, he thought old, um, and I certainly feel completely different. I have a different outlook. And um, we're starting to see uh, as people continue to live longer, uh, there is a demand to feel better and continue to perform at a high level. Um, um, And at that core is one of my pillars, one of the things that I'm very, very passionate about, which is bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and today's episode specifically is for men and specifically around testosterone for men and how it relates to this experience of uh, life in terms of longevity and quality of those years. So um, I happen to believe that it is, uh, if not the, certainly in the discussion of the top two or three most important hormones for the masculine experience, certainly beyond the years of 40. Um, It is incredibly critical. Um, You know, the reason that we feel as humans, you know, feelings are emotions, certainly, but the the feelings that come and are associated with these emotions are hormonally driven. You know, whether it's the zinger up the arm that you feel when you see somebody you're attracted to, or a promotion that you get that euphoric feeling, these are all hormonally driven. And in a masculine experience, um, there really isn't any hormone that I have come across that is more impactful, both in the short term, in the quality of how you feel in the moment and also in the longevity than testosterone, um, I, I firmly believe that the masculine brain is, uh, at least at the adult level, um, is designed to optimally think, function, process, execute in an environment where testosterone levels have been optimized and as men get older, they do begin to feel a precipitous fall in these uh this particular hormone um, and their experience begins to be blunted um and it the the quality of years uh universally across the board. Uh, begins to deteriorate over time. For most men, it's not a precipitous fall. In other words, it's not like our female counterparts where they're fine until they hit menopause and then it's a dramatic um, fall. But it tends to be, you know, we peak at 25, uh, 20 to 25. We remain steady about a decade till about 35. And for most men, between 35 and 40, we begin to identify that, although we're still able to produce and to function, it's requiring more effort and energy, the recovery time is longer, the ability to have stamina uh, is not there. And we supplement with um, stimulants, uh, coffee through the day, etc. And as we move into our late 40s and 50s, certainly there is a noticeable drop off um, that cannot be ignored. You know, in the first Decade or two of this drop, we start talking about like, well, you know, we're getting older, and it's what's expected. I got a job now; I'm a grown-up. Then it's well, we have kids, and then well, then it's just the wear and tear of uh, marriage. It's the wear and tear of running a business, and we we run out of things to kind of keep blaming. Um, and for most men, at the core, is this drop in testosterone, and. You know, a little backstory, you know, I I haven't always been um, very bullish on this topic. You know, matter of fact, um, I was a little bit skeptical and uncertain that there was really anything here uh, of value. Um, I began my professional life as a physician being singularly obsessed with obesity and obesity-related diseases. Mostly because I'm an impact kind of guy and I felt like that was the single topic I could tackle and have the greatest impact with my clients. And I became super interested and obsessed with nutritional biochemistry, fitness, the fat cell. What is it? Why do we have it? How do we, How does it get bigger? How does it get smaller? What environments do we need to create in order to facilitate um, uh, fat elimination, and as I moved through the biochemistry and getting the nutrition right and getting the activity right, I, I started noticing that while most people could achieve uh, significant improvement now they may not be able to go all the way to the you know to their ideal peak uh, state with just diet and exercise, although many could. There were some people who were doing everything right, and we still couldn't get any momentum or traction. And it was really a a process of, well, what else could it be that led me down this road to there has to be something else? And well, wait a minute, I haven't actually dealt with all the hormones. I've dealt with insulin, and I've dealt with some of the hunger-driving hormones, and I've addressed those things. But what about sex hormones? what what does testosterone for both men and women, how does that play into the obesity weight discussion? And it turns out it's intimately involved with insulin sensitivity, with fat elimination, um, with basal metabolic rate, with lean mass preservation and growth, elimination of belly fat, visceral fat. And the the deeper I got into this, I was like, oh my goodness, there is something here. How come people aren't talking about this? So I kind of, in a roundabout way, discovered the power of bioidentical hormones, specifically testosterone, um, in and around the obesity space. Um, And, you know, much like my experience in the obesity space, I became constantly confronted with this thought, um, this idea, this belief around the way we deliver and manage and treat diseases in this country. And that is that we have an all or nothing idea. In other words, I have diabetes or I don't have diabetes. I have cancer or I don't have cancer. And, and as long as my numbers are normal with whatever we're talking about, I'm fine. And that's always bothered me because the truth is, is that, you don't wake up one day with diabetes. You don't wake up one day with low testosterone. You don't wake up one day at 350 pounds. You don't wake up one day and have no relationship and completely disconnected from your wife and children. This is this is a progressive story that has a beginning and it has an end. And there's everything in between. And he, the human experience is not ex- experienced on the extremes. It's experienced in the middle. And this notion of normalcy is really just another way of saying common or average. And I find people all the time, whether we're talking about diabetes or high blood pressure or cancer or testosterone, well, my doctor says I'm normal, therefore I must be okay. And this is a real problem because again, you don't have diabetes until the day you do. But it turns out when you look back through, there's been a trend. Your blood sugars have been rising. Your weight has been rising. Your cholesterol has been going sideways. And when it comes to testosterone, this idea of normal, I mean, obviously, if it's low, that's a problem. Anybody can discover that where the real breakthrough for most men happen is identifying where you are on the normal spectrum, and then asking the question, is that optimal? I really have no ambition to make you normal. Normal is average. Uh, Most of the men I deal with, uh, average is unacceptable. I mean, you don't get rewarded in the marketplace for being average. You don't get rewarded at home for being an average dad or an average husband. Optimal, the best we can be, really tends to resonate and identify um, as something that 's attractive for most of the men that I deal with and 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 when it comes to health i 'm not interested in normal health i 'm interested in optimal health so testosterone to move in the normal range i 'm much more interested in 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 helping guys go from all right, well, my numbers are normal, but they 're in the bottom quartile of normal. What happens if we move into the upper quartile of normal all of a sudden, I feel better i I love within the context of normal ranges really discussing optimizing those numbers and you know normal is kind of you know to use a a metaphor it's kind of like dr wenzel is 20 miles an hour a normal speed well yeah i mean i suppose if you're going through a neighborhood or through a park or in a parking lot if your goal is to get to the other side of town and you're on the interstate, it's certainly not optimal. And you know, normal is not the same thing as optimal. And one of the things I work on with my private clients is to really shift the way we think about normalcy versus optimization, especially around things that are critical in health, like testosterone for men. Um, And I, I, Have a patient that I'm thinking of that, um, you know, here's a guy who, you know, late 50s, uh, nearly 30 years as a police officer, needless to say, a real alpha, um, just a guy, adrenaline junkie, uh, as he would call himself, who being fit performing at a high level has never been a challenge for him he was the guy that was the first at the gym in the morning before his shift he's the last one to leave he's uh he's always operating at a high level and here he is into retirement and all of a sudden within three years he's a poorly controlled diabetic he has no motivation to go to the gym he um is beginning to be depressed. His mood is very flat. He has no libido. His waistline for the first time is beginning to, to, um, increase in size. He had every ambition in the world during the police, uh, force in his time to move into the private sector, uh, and move into, um, a very, very ambitious, um, um, security type industry, uh, these dreams are deflated. He he is a shell of the man by the time I meet him. Um, he's on a boatload of diabetic medication uh, and yet still has a hemoglobin A1C of 10 or 11, which for those of you who are not diabetic is very, very poorly controlled. And we've had the pleasure of working with this guy for nearly a year now. And he's down about 20 pounds, which is not impressive uh, in the grand scheme of things. But what is impressive is he's down about 30 pounds of fat and up about 10 or 15 pounds of muscle. His diabetes is, he's completely off insulin. He's completely been reborn. He has energy, vitality. It's like a new lease on life. This, this man, if you would have seen him a year ago, was was just a shadow, uh, soulless. And and now he has life. He has Spunk, he has drive, he has creativity, he has clear thinking, um, ambition, kind of that fire in his belly. And, you know, this is just one example of, uh, at this point, hundreds of men that I have walked this journey through um, moving from the lower levels of normal into optimal and seeing the trickle down effect that an optimal testosterone has on a male. And, you know, I think of this masculine experience as a mind-soul-body connection. And one of the primary sources of fuel for this masculine experience is absolutely, unequivocally, testosterone. You know, I have a nine-year-old. The only difference between him now at nine and him at 19 is the fact that he has zero testosterone currently. And at 19, it's going to be through the roof. But what happens as a man when we hit 19, 20, 21, we're ambitious, we're tenacious, we're adventuresome. We tackle the world. We believe that we can go and make a difference and we pursue these endeavors and go out on these journeys, these grand adventures. Um... Now, unfortunately, we're not very smart, and so we have a bunch of ambition, but not a lot of wisdom. The the challenge is, by the time a man hits his fourth, fifth, and sixth decade of life, he's got an incredible amount of wisdom, but no life, no soul, no energy. And I have to say that the magic for me happens when we can lift that testosterone back to the levels of his youth, and now we can layer in vitality and energy into wisdom and this is where we see massive shifts in health in uh, men's spiritual walk in their economic situation in their ability to engage in their ability to give Um, and uh, this probably is one of the most impactful things for me personally as a physician is to walk through this journey with men and see this awakening um and um you know one of the most common questions I get so the most common question I get is um is it safe right i mean at this point if you're a man you know about testosterone and you either have an opinion about it or you're currently on it and you love it or you're considering it and if your primary question is is it safe you need to know that that is the most common question that I get. Um, and the truth is, it's totally safe. It's a logical question, and the answer is yes. Matter of fact, and I will link to these studies in the show notes, but I, there are a number of resources, and I've debated which ones to use, but I wanted to use several that would cover safety profiling from a few different angles for, for my fellow data junkies, um, you know, this is kind of for you. And I will start with what I believe to be a very powerful study. And, and this was a, a Mayo Clinic proceeding in 2016, and it was prompted based on a couple of studies that surfaced uh, around that time that maybe was calling into question some of the safety uh, issues with testosterone, specifically around cardiovascular disease. So in other words, heart attack, stroke, blood clot. And what was found is really interesting. Again, I'm going to link to this, but I want to read some of the the summary um, findings because I think it does a really good job of framing the context of A, why are we even having this study done? And B, what did we find? with no emotion, purely objective. And um, one of the things that they did in this proceeding is they went back into Medline and did a search for every study that contained the keywords testosterone, androgens, human, male, cardiovascular, stroke, cerebrovascular accident, myocardial infarction, heart attack, death, and mortality. From the years of 1940, To August of 2014. I would say that that's a pretty extensive data search. And out of all of those studies that they combed through, what they found was that there were four articles identified that suggested that there was an increased risk of cardiovascular, uh, increased cardiovascular risks with people who are optimizing testosterone through bioidentical testosterone. Two of those studies Uh, were identified, uh, but they had serious methodological, uh, (laughs) their methods were not good. I don't know why I can't say that word right now, Um, but severely limited. So two of the four, you can't really take their interpretation as being very valuable because the methods with which they collected and monitored were really limited. There was one placebo-controlled trial with... Uh, a few adverse events. And then there was one other study, the fourth, that included um, really questionable studies and events. In contrast, when they dug through all of this data, they found dozens. Let me use their words. In contrast, several dozen studies have been reported a beneficial effect of testosterone levels on cardiovascular risk and mortality. This is really interesting because... It just is what it is. And they really point to, pointing back to my origin story, how I came up with this testosterone has to be at play is they've actually fleshed out, well, why were these so beneficial? Uh, and, And in their words, they say testosterone therapy is associated with reduced obesity. That's a big deal. Fat mass and waist circumference and also improves glycemic index. Mortality was reduced with testosterone therapy in two retrospective studies, several random control trials in men with coronary artery disease, or heart failure reported improved function in men who were receiving therapy when compared to placebo. So this is very powerful. Their final summary statement is there is no convincing evidence of increased cardiovascular risk with testosterone therapy. Moving on to NIH, NIH basically in 2016, uh, August, came up with a summary statement that there is no increased risk of cardiovascular disease uh, on testosterone therapy. I'll link to that study. The American Association of Clinical Endocrinology had a position statement um, that was uh, published in 2015, concluding that... Uh, Recent reports related to testosterone therapy, um, increasing cardiovascular risk events. Uh, However, there is no compelling evidence that testosterone therapy either increases or decreases cardiovascular risk. So their position was no evidence that it helps, but certainly there is no evidence that it causes a problem. And lastly is from the European Medicine Agency, the EMA, which is equivalent to the FDA in America, uh, put out a position statement in 2016 saying, uh, no consistent evidence of increased risk of heart problems with testosterone therapy. So plenty of objective science to support the, uh, certainly the safety of therapy, um, You know, um, I want to um, just kind of wrap up here in the next couple of minutes. Um, You know, this is a big topic. And for anybody who's paying attention to me over the past couple of years, you know that I've been putting out a lot of content around this because I feel compelled. I feel there are a lot of men suffering in silence Um, that either they feel shame to talk about this, or they feel like there is no safe place to have this conversation. And I just want to share that I don't know that there could be a more important discussion for a man, certainly over 40, who's experiencing any of the classic suboptimal testosterone uh, symptoms, fatigue, um, lack of drive, um, lack of performance, uh, brain fog, incredible amount of recovery needed for what seemingly is trivial output. Um, The big take home point here is that it is safe. Normal is not the same as optimal. um, And uh, this is something that is worthy of your pursuit Um, the normal target levels that I, people, people ask me all the time, well, how high do you take guys? And I say, there are, there are two numbers that, that are very important as we look at testosterone therapy. One is total testosterone. The other one is free. Those tend to be reported, uh, depending on the lab company that you're getting your reports from the decimal point might be moved one way or the other. Uh, we use Cleveland heart lab, um, who reports them. Um, in, in a way that may not represent the exact numbers that you're at. But I I I am not so concerned with total testor- testosterone. Most of testosterone, like many of our hormones, are bound by proteins and they're inactive. It's only the free version of that hormone that actually does any of the um, hormonal work, so sort to of speak. And so a free testosterone um, is a very, very, very important number as we look at the um, Actual therapeutic protocols. I like my men at least with a free of 20 to maybe 25. I have some men who can tolerate and really function at higher levels than that. The the challenge with going higher than that uh, is that that's where the side effects tend to live. Side effects tend to be, you know, moodiness, temperamental acne, um, these types of things. Um, but m- Looking at across the board, most men, if you got a free testosterone between 20 and 25, there will be very rarely any lack of tolerance based on side effects. And so I hope this was valuable for you. You know, I I think that this is something that uh, certainly uh, a primary care physician should be able to handle. Uh, If not, there are certainly bioidentical hormone um, programs and... um, uh, all over the place. Um, If you think that we would be a great fit, you could certainly check us out at BrentwoodMD.com. But uh, if you have any questions about this episode, um, or you would like to hear more information about this uh, topic, certainly head over to our website. We've got lots of information on the benefits of therapy, some of the questions, some of the side effects, some of the myths, which we'll go into in future episodes. But for this episode, I really wanted to, to anchor you in the idea that adding vibrant, impactful years, decades really to your life uh, is possible. And that in the male masculine experience, having testosterone optimized is really a cornerstone in your strategy towards living a long time. We'll talk again soon. I want to thank you so much for your attention. Listen, I don't take it for granted. It means the absolute world to me. You can find out more about today's episode at BrentwoodMD.com forward slash podcast. There you'll find the show notes, all the related links to this episode and tons of other resources. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. And if you've already subscribed, then it would mean so much to me if you left a review. If you think we would be a good fit to work together, or you would just simply like to know more about the concierge services that I provide my private clients, email us at membership at BrentwoodMD.com. And now for the obligatory disclaimer, this podcast is for general information only and does not constitute the practice of medicine or the giving of medical advice as no doctor patient relationship has been formed. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should seek the advice of their own medical professional providers.